This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today on the podcast, you'll get to hear about a couple of great lakes of the week we featured on the radio show over the last few weeks. Looking for some new, unique places to fish? Stay with us. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Winter has set in. Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi, comes alive during the frozen winter months. Whether you explore the hundreds of miles worth of trails by either snowmobile or snowshoe, Bemidji captures Minnesota at its finest. There are 400 lakes close by, perfect for that weekend ice fishing getaway. Located in the heart of northern Minnesota, Bemidji. Hotels, B&Bs, and year-round resorts, Bemidji has you covered for your perfect winter getaway. All reasons why Paul Bunyan and Babe call Bemidji home. For more details, go to visitbemidji.com. I'm Jason Durham, the smarter and better-looking Jason, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is Lake of the Weekday, and we're headed over to the Glenwood, Alexandria area to check out this week's lake. We've got Chris Uphoff with us. He is uh, here to talk about this week's Lake of the Week, which... uh, First of all, Chris, before I get into the first question, thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah, you bet. So um, the first question is, uh, why is it called Lobster Lake? I'm guessing it's not because there are lobsters in it. No, I think... uh, I'm looking at it. It kind of is shaped like a lobster. That's my guess. Yeah, you know, that's probably where it came from. (laughs) You, you've got some interesting names of lakes over in the Alec area, you know, borrowed names from, you know, lakes in other countries even sometimes. But uh, I was thinking, I, I know there's no lobsters in the lake, but it kind of looks like one. But it also looks like a really cool lake. Um, uh, you've got uh, two big bays, one that kind of goes northeast to southwest and the one that then uh, one that goes kind of west to east. And there's a lot of structure in that lake. And usually when there's a lot of structure, that means it's pretty good fish habitat. Yeah, you know, it really is. Like uh, like you said, there's a ton of structure, depending on what you want to fish. If you want to, you know, fish those those humps and islands that uh, occur on the lake or all the shallow bays, there really is a lot, a lot of opportunity out there. You know, as I was looking at this, and it's a little bit bigger than a lot of the lakes of, of the week I do. I usually go, you know, they're, they tend to be smaller lakes kind of hidden away. Uh, this one's 1,300 acres, and it's got pretty much everything you want to fish for in Minnesota. It does. It's got a, a ton of panfish in it, bass, uh, walleye fishery's been decent, it's got pike, uh, and then it's got muskie as well, which is, uh, you know, unique for the lake. Yeah, that. Uh, it, so is it a, a pretty good muskie fishery, or is, is it kind of a secondary muskie fishery? No, it, it really is a good muskie fishery. The The population is, is doing well. Um, the fairly dense, a uh, little bit higher density muskie population, but we still see fish over 50 inches fairly regularly. 
Is that a stocked lake, or is that in a, a, a natural population? Yep, it's stocked. Okay, and and how long ago did we uh, did we start stocking it? Uh, you know, I'm not really sure, Kev. Well, if you got 50 inch muskies, it's been a little while anyway. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> does it get a lot of musky anglers on it? It does. It uh, it sees a fair amount of pressure, but uh, like we said, there's a lot of opportunity to to tuck away in some of those bays and uh, to really spread out out there. And I see there's a pretty good largemouth bass fishery, good sized bass, and a lot of bass anglers on there too. Yep, it, it does see a pretty good mix of sizes of bass. Uh, they don't grow real fast in there, but uh, they do live long enough that we we see some nice fish as well. The walleye numbers, you know, uh, two to two and three quarters, uh, uh, based on the 2017 survey, which is the one I have in front of me. Uh, with a good one and a third pound uh, uh, average, so if you do run into the walleyes, you know you're going to get some eaters. Yeah, yeah, you're going to see some real nice fish. We actually just uh, surveyed again here this last year, and numbers were up closer to to four or five. So it uh, even looks a little better than that last survey. And we saw fish, you know, all the way from those those smaller eaters, you know, fourteen, fifteen inches up to an upper twenties. And and uh, looks like you good good solid northern pike numbers as well. Yep, northern pike numbers are good. Uh, you're not going to see any real big fish, but uh, the numbers are there. Any uh, kind of unique fish to that lake that people find uh, attractive to go after? I'd say muskies is probably going to be the main draw out there. Okay. Um, it really is unique for the area, and uh, the, the size quality is pretty impressive. So what is it that makes it specifically such a good lake for so many species? Uh, like we like we mentioned earlier, just that diversity of habitat. You got a, a ton of real shallow water with a lot of vegetation and uh, some deeper basins, and uh, kind of just uh, a spot for everything out there. So, for those who may not be familiar where exactly Lobster Lake is, uh, tell us where we're going to find it. Yep, you're going to head uh, just to the west of Alexandria. It uh, is just south of the interstate, right off uh, Highway 114. Okay, and there's a good good public access there. Yep, there's a good public access uh, way over on the the west uh, southwest side there. There's a nice public access, uh, a double slip with plenty of parking spaces. Well, a lake that size with that kind of uh, success rate, I'm guessing, not a real secret. No, it's not a not a real secret, uh, especially uh, certain times of the year when uh, muskies are, are doing better, especially in the fall and stuff. It's, it can get busy on weekends, but. Uh, it uh, never gets overcrowded. Okay, and well, you know, when when you're in an area with as many lakes as you guys have, just like we do here and over Brainerd, um, there's a lot of lakes to take some of the pressure off. And you know, if this was the only lake around for about 40 miles, I'm I'm guessing people would flock to it because of the success they would have. Yeah, absolutely. We really are fortunate here with the the number of lakes that we have and the amount of water we can fish. So it uh, definitely spreads people out. Is this a well developed lake or not so much development on it? Uh, it's it's got a good mix again. There's definitely some shorelines that uh, have a fair number of houses and stuff on them, but there's some some bays in that that aren't developed yet and uh, kind of has a, a good mix. Have you fished that lake before? I have, yes. Um, I've been out there a fair time. It's going to took up musky fishing here a few years back and actually caught my first musky out there. So but, uh, it's a fun lake to fish. You know, the 1,000, uh, 1,300 acres, but the way it's laid out, 
uh, that's a lot of shoreline. You know, rather than a big bowl, um, you've got uh, it's long and it's narrow and it's got bays and and juts and uh, so there's a lot of shoreline to explore. There is there is a ton of shoreline. Monster Lake has just as much shoreline as some of our, our bigger lakes, such as Miltona, Minnewaska. There's so many um, bays and islands to, to kind of explore and get away from out there. There's a, a lot of structure to fish. Is there anything to be concerned about on that lake as far as the DNR is concerned right now? Uh, nothing that we're concerned about. The uh, it, it does offer some good uh, pan fishing opportunities as well. Uh, you're not going to see any real big crappies or, or sunfish out there. Definitely is a high-density panfish fishery, and they grow a little slow, but... If you're looking for some of those eater size seven to eight inch bluegills and nine to ten inch crappies, it uh, offers that opportunity as well. And uh, as I'm looking, it doesn't appear that I can see in, in the notes here that there's any AIS on the lake at the moment. There is uh, zebra mouth. There is okay. Did not yes. see it. I did not see that on the list. Yep, they're uh, they're become fairly prolific uh, in the area, especially a lot of our popular lakes uh, have them now. So. Something to be mindful of, the uh, water clarity has definitely increased in the last few years since they've they've established. Okay. Um, but uh, it doesn't appear to affect, uh, have affected the numbers, and certainly uh, most of the lakes that I've talked to people, and there's a lot of them with, you know, Zebes now, um, it doesn't affect, doesn't seem in the short term anyway, to affect the numbers of fish. It oftentimes does affect where you're going to find them and when you're going to find them. Absolutely. That water's a lot clearer than it used to be, and uh, it's definitely going to change where those fish are, where you're going to find them. All right. It is our Lake of the Week. It's Lobster Lake in the Glenwood, Alexandria area. Chris Uphoff joins us. Chris, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. Yep, you bet, Kev. Hey, we've got another Lake of the Week up next. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today... Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University it's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Hey, I'm Jason Rylander, the Jason that can grow a beard like a grown-up. And this is Paul Bunyan Country. Lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, lake of the weekday, holy cow. It is lake of the weekday, and we are headed over to the Walker Area Fisheries Office, checking in with the uh, area supervisor, Doug Schultz. Doug, welcome back. Yeah, how you doing? Doing good as we get ready to talk about a cool lake in your area. One of those kind of hidden away ones, Pine Lake. It's in the uh, in the heart of the forest. In fact, the uh, way you get on is through a forest service ramp. So um, I'm assuming there's not a whole lot of development on this lake. Uh, actually, that one's got about 20 cabins or homes oh, on it. Okay. Uh, about half the about half the shoreline is in public ownership. Most of that's either uh, forest service, you know, part of the Chippewa National Forest or or county. Uh, tax forfeit lands but yeah it's it surprisingly for for being tucked back in the woods that one's actually got a a, a fair number of, of cabins or homes on it 
It is one of those lakes. I like so many of those little ones. It's kind of fun to get on there because you're going to bend your rod. All the fish that like to bite, crappies, bluegills, uh, bass, northerns, they're all in there. Yeah, and that's, you, you nailed it. Um, might as well have you doing these. Getting us, <laughs> keep that all figured out. Um, yeah, that, that's what it is. It's best known as a bass, panfish, uh, pike lake. Uh, those are predominant species and, and a, you know, just a great place for a lot of action. Is there uh, any particular species that does well there, or are they just pretty average sizes? Uh, sunfish are, are really abundant. Uh, typically, we see over 50 fish in the trapment, which is on the high side. And uh, we do see fish up to 8 inches there. Uh, crappies are, I'd, I'd say, in the range of moderately abundant. We haven't done targeted spring sampling for them, uh, which is kind of what we need. Spring's such a short window for us. we got a tough time getting where, everywhere we need to be. But, um, you know, moderately abundant, and we typically see more than one year class out there when we're in there and see crappies up to 13 inches with some pretty good size quality to them as well and then you know I mentioned largemouth bass they're there another species we got to do some targeted spring sampling for and just can't get there but uh, we do see in the nets bass approaching 18 inches as well so it's a really good bass panfish lake in particular I would guess, as you noted, uh, you know, half the lake's got cabins and stuff on it, that then there's probably a little more pressure than you would typically see in a lake in the heart of the forest. Yeah, although we uh, we did just a really informal krill survey on a little lake not far from there last summer, Hubdy, using trail cameras. And so we were really surprised at how much pressure some of these little lakes in the forest get in the summertime. So... Um, you know, there's really no hidden secrets anymore in, in a lot of cases, and, and I think this is one of those lakes that probably sees, you know, moderate moderate pressure at least. Yeah, for those who like to uh, sneak away to this lake, they're probably blaming me for it. <laughs> well, you or me or both. <laughs> uh, uh, no, as far as I can tell, it doesn't seem to be any issues with AIS or anything like that in this lake. Nope, nope, not not that we're aware of. Uh, you know, pike are really abundant in this lake as well. Um, normally, it's been on the high side as high as 20 pike per net, 99. Um, we There was a survey conducted in 2012, which was not on the web. Uh, Leech Lake Band Division of Resources Management did that survey. Uh, we couldn't get in there that summer. We It's one of the lakes within the reservation, so they're co-managed. Uh, so they, they did a survey out there, and the pike catch rate actually dropped down to six per net, which is encouraging. Um, but generally, most of the pike that are in there are under 24 inches long. Uh, we still see fish in the mid-30s in most surveys. So, um, but yeah, no AIS and, and definitely no uh, uh, unusual regulations other than statewide uh, on that lake. And, uh, you know, water quality is really good. Water is fairly clear. Uh, usually around 12 feet for a second depth. So uh, this is just kind of a general information question I have for you. So this is, a, again, a fairly small lake. It's not a particularly deep lake. Um, oftentimes when I'm looking for lakes of the week, I'll find these small ones that I think will be really cool. And people say, no, there's, uh, you know, when I, when, I, when I talk to the DNR guys, they say, no, there's, there's a winter kill on these lakes on a fairly regular basis. And so just a general information question, Doug. I, you know, I, I, when I'm looking for lakes of the week and I, you know, I, I find the, the map and I see these small little tucked away lakes and I think they'd be good ones, but then people will tell me, no, we can't do that one because it gets a lot of winter kill. You're really not going to have a lot of success. 
Uh, I can't myself tell the difference between a lake that's going to get a lot of winter kill or not. I mean, this is a fairly small lake. It's uh, not that deep, uh, but yet doesn't appear historically to have had much. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, when, when actually for the same reason you just mentioned when you proposed this one, I I looked at it and, and started looking through the records, and it doesn't look like um, we've got a history of winter kill happening out here, although it certainly meets the criteria in a couple of cases. You know, the average depth is only 12 feet, fairly vegetated, max depth of 25, um, and no, you know, direct connectivity uh, apparent, so... Unless there's some groundwater inputs here, um, batter, it's one of those lakes that just, it, it kind of ends up on the fringe of winter kill, but doesn't get severe. Um, you know, winter kills are, you know, it's a double, double-edged sword in that, uh, yeah, you, you end up getting a kill event on a lake, but you also get a really good reset on a lake. And, you know, in some of these systems, the winter kill would actually be beneficial, you know, once every 10, 12 years, just to knock density down. It keeps the growth rates up. A lot of our, Sunfish lakes that we have, uh, you know, in the state, particularly in the northern half of the state, where we've pursued these uh, reduced bag limits to, you know, protect high size quality, a lot of those lakes do intermittently winter kill. And, and that's one reason those growth rates are high and, and the size quality is as good as it is. So, um, you know, just something for folks to be aware of, you know, winter kills got some benefits to it, too. All right. And if we wanted to discover Pine Lake and do a little fish in there, how do we get there? Yeah, so from Whipple, which is uh, about eight miles east of Walker on State 200, from Whipple on the south end of Leach, go south on State 200 on the Pine Lake Road slash Forest Road 2108 for about two miles. Pine Lake Road will bend to the east from Forest Road uh, 2108, which will continue south. So at that fork in the road, stay to the right, and the access will be on the right about a half mile up on that split in the Access is on the southeast corner of Lake. Okay, it is our Lake of the Week, Pine Lake, out of the Walker Area Office. We're checking in with Doug Schultz. Doug, thanks for the time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kev. Pop Bunyan Country.